Have you ever been tempted to give up or check out in your walk with God? Have you been at a place in life's journey where you felt overwhelmed and overshadowed by life's obstacles, setbacks, or heartaches? It could be you're at such a place right now, a place where you are hungering for hope. If so, then Hope Along the Journey podcast is a ministry of encouragement created specifically with you and others just like you in mind. And now, here is your host, Mark Cravens, to share a word of encouragement with you today. Hello, and thank you for listening to today's podcast. Hi, I'm Mark Cravens, your host for Hope Along the Journey, and we're glad you're here today. It's a joy to have Kim Collingsworth here with us again in the studio. Hi, Kim. Good to see you. Hi, Mark. Great to be here. I, if you didn't listen to the previous part one, I just want to invite you, go back and listen to part one, because uh, what we're sharing today is a continuation of a fascinating conversation with Kim Collingsworth. And if you don't know who Kim is, she is an American gospel concert pianist, uh, currently serves as music director for international concert artists, the Collingsworth family. She is co-owner of two companies. Uh, she is also the mother of four children and the grandmother to five. Would you really like that grandma role, don't you? And I love recently, it. a book has been released entitled "His Gift: My Story," which Kim is your story. Beautiful book, beautiful Thank dust you. jacket. I just love the design. And this was written by your sister and brother-in-law, Tim yes. and Becky Keith, yes. right? They were amazing, amazing writers. Great, great job. And it's even got pictures. You wrote it with me in mind, didn't you? You got <laughs> pictures in here. So we'll talk at the end of the podcast about how to get this book. You definitely okay. want to get a copy of this book and read this book. So, Kim, I'd like for us to pick back up where we left off. And in the last podcast, we were talking about when COVID came, how it changed everybody's world here. Mm-hmm. Didn't matter who you were, we're all going to be able to look back and say, yeah, I remember COVID yes. and how we were quarantined, how certain items were scarce, and how God basically put the brakes on yes. in our lives. Yes. You shared about how that you had prayed that God would give you a break, and you said, be careful what you pray for. Now, we're not going to blame COVID-19 on you, Kim. Uh, but <laughs> Please don't. Yeah, but be careful what you pray for, because God certainly stopped the wheels on your bus, literally. Yes. Yes. from going round and round, and suddenly you lost, if I think it was right, over 80 concerts ultimately canceled yes. during that time. Mm-hmm. But COVID became a very special time because during that time, God began to do a very special work in your heart yes. and has still doing some special things. So Kim, let's pick up there and talk us a little bit about what God's been doing and what he's been busy at in your life since that time? Well, thank you, Mark. Uh, you know, Albert Einstein once said, in the middle of every difficulty lies opportunity. Mm-hmm. And that has been the case during COVID. Um, you know, my first reaction was to just curl up in a fetal position and say, oh no, what's happening? It was, mm-hmm. you know, job loss, 85 concerts canceled and all of this. But God began to speak to me and say, listen, now's the time to get into my word. I'm not going to change your circumstances. I'm going to use your circumstances to change you. 
It's so true. Man. And and right. you know what? When I began to accept that and to get into God's Word, um, it was life-changing. And again, I read my Bible. It's not that I didn't read my Bible. On a daily basis, I read my Bible. But th- this was something different. This was not just reading the Bible because, you know, it's the thing to do. But it was getting into God's Word and then standing up on two feet and doing what it says. Mm-hmm. And it was life-changing. It was absolutely life No, I don't mean thou shalt not steal, cheat, and lie. We know we're not supposed to do that stuff. <laughs> I'm talking about right. the stuff daily in a Christian life where we struggle. We live in defeat sometimes because Mm -hmm. we just simply don't do what God's Word says. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I find it interesting. I've often used this analogy, but God's Word, you know, we go to a doctor when we get sick. Mm -hmm. He writes a prescription we cannot read. We take it to a pharmacist we don't know. We give him the paper. He can read it. It's amazing. Yeah. He fills that prescription with a bottle of pills, puts it in a white little bag, slips a paper in there with some fine print on it, hands it to us. We grab it. We pay for it. We go home and we open it. We, we never, hardly ever pull that little paper out and read that fine print. Mm-hmm. We just look at the bottle and it says, take it two times a day, you know, one, once a day or whatever, two times a day, two pills, mm-hmm. whatever it says. And we just follow the instructions. And what do we do after that? We expect results. Yes. Mm-hmm. If we don't get results in a day or two, we're calling the doctor and going, hey, this didn't work for me. Could you give me something else? <laughs> Am I so not true. right? That's so true, Kim. And yet yeah. God's word is full of prescriptions. Mm-hmm. We rarely, I shouldn't say we rarely, but many Christians rarely read God's word. They mm-hmm. very rarely read the fine print. Absolutely. And I have to wonder, I read a statistic recently that said only 29% of professing Christians read their Bibles on a daily basis. That's 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 true. That is that's an accurate observation. But it's sad, isn't it? It's, it's so tragic. Sad. It leaves me to believe that seventy one percent of professing Christians are going to all the wrong places for all the answers. Mm-hmm. And you know, we say, you know, Psalm one nineteen. It says, "Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path." And then we wonder why we live in darkness and defeat when we don't read it. That's right. You know, mm-hmm. thy word have I hid in my heart. Why? That I might not sin against God. Mm-hmm. But we don't know His word. Mm-hmm. And then we wonder why Christians continue. And I, I'm, I'm speaking to the choir here. I'm speaking to myself. And God has been zooming in, as it were, mm-hmm. in on me, just focusing in on this and saying, this is an area of your life that you have got to read the fine print. If you want to choose life over, over death, mm-hmm. if you want to choose victorious living over defeat, you're going to have to get into the fine print and do what I say. So all of that being said, one of the scriptures he gave me in COVID was, Philippians 4, 7, rejoice in the Lord always. Oh, yes. this is going to be hard. You know, oh, my goodness. We have job loss. Oh, my goodness. I'm quarantined with my husband and yes. my kids and everyone, uh-huh. not my kids, but my one daughter. And, and you know, just life has come to a screeching halt. This is going to be hard. And he says, no, I'm going to say it again. You didn't get that. Rejoice in me always. I'll say it again. Rejoice. Show great delight yes. in me. Mm-hmm. And then he goes on to say, you know, let your gentleness be evident to all. I told Phil, I said, God knows I need that in quarantine. <laughs> I need to be gentle. Oh, God, help me. You know, I'm going crazy in this house. You know, and then he went yes. on to say, you know, the Lord is near. Do not be anxious for anything. Amen. Anything means anything. Yes, it does. But in everything, that's everything. That's mm-hmm. in COVID. That's when you can't find paper towels and toilet paper. That's when you're frustrated because you have job loss. In everything, by prayer and petition, he says it again, with Mm -hmm. thanksgiving. I want Mm -hmm. you to rejoice. you got to rejoice. Right. He says, present your request to God, and what will happen? If we will rejoice in him, if we won't be anxious for anything, 
if we'll be gentle to everyone. Mm -hmm. He says the peace of God, which passes all understanding, is going to guard your heart, which is the seat of our emotions. That's right. And it's going to guard your mind, which is the Mm -hmm. battlefield. And so, Mark, it has been life-changing for me to literally be stuck at home but be putting these principles into place. I have received so much blessing from God. Mm -hmm. Um, And it has really given me a burden to say... um, if only 29% of Christians are reading their Bibles, think what we're missing. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Think of the blessings of God that we're missing mm-hmm. in our lives. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, I, I listening, as I'm listening to you talk, Kim, I keep thinking about some of the things you mentioned. Like you talk about joy and peace and a sense of comfort and the and and yet when when we when I think about what many of us saw during COVID was just the opposite coming forth, whether it be in conversations, whether it be through social media or wherever it was, it was unrest, unhappiness. Yes. Uh, you think about it, there, no, there, peace was not a huge word at that time. It was restlessness mm-hmm. and, and all of that. And I, and, and I may be wrong, Cam, and, and if I am, you know, shoot me down here. But I kind of wonder if part of why all this happened was for God to show us the flimsy, phony supports that we often build our lives Mm. on Mm. rather than building our lives solidly on the Word of God. I think about when Jesus talks about the man who built his house on the sand, the man who built his house upon the rock. Guess what? Storms are going to come. Everybody's going to hit the storms. But the ones that stand the storm are those who are built on the Word of God. Absolutely. It is the absolute truth. And you know what? Um, That's why Jesus said, take on or put on the whole armor of God. That's right. That's Mm -hmm. his word, Mm -hmm. that you can stand against the wiles of Satan. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it has just been such a refreshing time for me. Let, Let me give you something that really, really caught my attention you know, I say God's word is full of prescriptions. Mm-hmm. And the Bible says in everything, to, you know, and we can go down and list scripture after scripture. Mm-hmm. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Well, if we wrote my version of it, it would probably be in everything, complain and grumble, for this is the will of God. <laughs> you know, that's the way we interpret this, really. I mean, we because do we really in everything give thanks uh-huh. if we stopped right. this whole thing of not just doing what I say, but obey it, Kim? Mm-hmm. Do we really give thanks in everything? Thank you, God, for COVID. No, he didn't say, you know, he said in everything. He didn't say for. We don't have to give, we don't have, I don't have to give thanks for the virus. Mm -hmm. But while I'm in the middle of this Mm -hmm. circumstance, he said in everything, give me thanks. So that's one prescription. You know, he says, if, you know, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, if there be any, you know, anything praiseworthy, that's just what I want you to think on. And, you know, my version is, you know, if there be anything negative, if there be any gossip, if there be anything discouraging, oh, let's think about that because, you know, we all just kind of, you know, birds of a feather flock together and we're all discouraged. So let's just think about the negative. Yes. And God said, don't do that. Right. If there be anything that's true and positive and worth talking about, if there be any virtue, if there be any, right. this is what you've got to talk about because I and he says, I'll guard your mind. Mm-hmm. The peace of God will guard your mind. Well, the mind is where every Satan plays the battle right there. Yes. That's the battle. Yeah. You know, and when we begin to dwell on the negative, God, you know, the, the Satan tell he's loving mm-hmm. that. But God says, listen, That's I've right. given you prescriptions. Yeah. In everything, give me thanks. Stop being negative. 
Yes. Don't think about, you know, if there be any negativity and gossip, let's talk about this. No, he said, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise. And again, it sounds like I'm trying to be a self-righteous, pious what person. It's not. I'm saying, God, I'm going to obey you. It's mm-hmm. hard. I'm talking to myself. Mm-hmm. Right. There are days I get up and I almost feel evil. You know, it's like I feel so grouchy and so, oh, you know, this is just a horrible day. But it's it's God saying, yes, pull I yourself know. up. Now, and let me tell you what I wanted to say when I began all of that was I heard Dr. Jeremiah say one time, uh, I was sitting in his, we were singing at his church and on a Sunday morning he was preaching and he said, the Holy Spirit is the software to your hard drive, your mind. Mm-hmm. Okay, now think about this. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And if we memorize God's word and put it on our hard drive, he will bring it up on the screen of our lives when we need it. It's beautiful. And then he said, if you don't have anything on your hard drive, you give the Holy Spirit very little to work with. Let me give you a case in point. Wow. Okay. I was talking to someone a while back, mm-hmm. and this that, that statement really had an impact on me. I wrote mm-hmm. it down in my Bible. Mm-hmm. I have since written it on a three-by-five card and in prayer notebooks. I don't want to forget this. I was speaking with someone, and they made a derogatory statement about somebody that I knew and I loved dearly. Mm-hmm. It was a terrible statement. I was sitting there, and I was so taken back. I wanted to come. I wanted to come out of my skin with a with a you know rebuttal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In that very moment, a scripture came into my head, and the scripture was, "He who overlooks an insult." is wise. And you know what, Mark? I still wanted to say something. Yeah, right. In right. The, I wanted to, oh, I was so, I just, it just, it was, it was aggravating to hear mm-hmm. these people talk like this. Sure. And the Lord began to talk to me in that second and said, do you want to be wise or do you want to be bitter? You go down this road mm-hmm. and it's going to escalate. Right, right. Keep, in other words, it was a kind way of the Lord saying, keep your mouth shut. Mm-hmm. Mark, I'm happy to say in that moment, I did obey that scripture because mm-hmm. the Lord brought it up on the, on, on the screen of my life when I needed it. The, the option was, do I obey it? Mm-hmm. Or I do, and I, I listen, the sad part about this, I could also tell you 10 other illustrations of when I didn't mm-hmm. obey it. Sure. And the result was not good. Oh, you're and so, so this right. is what God has been mm-hmm. driving home to me. And I somehow think that this would be life-changing for our churches Absolutely. For our pastors, think of the pastors. I think of you. I mean, I, I, I'm a pastor's daughter. Mm-hmm. I think of the discouraging things my father went through with some negative soul sitting in the bench, sitting on the pew, and every time mm-hmm. you know they'd walk out, they couldn't say, oh, what a wonderful sermon. I appreciate mm-hmm. it so much. And encourage my they say, you know, you preached too long today. It yeah. wasn't if there be anything <laughs> worthy to be talked about. It was, right. let's talk about everything we didn't like about him today. And then what do you do? You go home as a pastor and your, your shoulders are stooped. And yes. I think it would be life-changing in our Christian walk all the way around the board mm-hmm. if we begin to obey these scriptures. And to, I'm talking about in our daily walk. And so this is what God has been talking to me. I'm not talking to anybody else. I'm really kind of just talking to myself yeah. today. And it's kind of encouraged me to say, you can do this, Kim. You can do it. Because mm-hmm. this has been the journey I am on. Um, you know, there is a... There is a scripture, and maybe it's something that we should even even close with today. Um, in James one, I, I read this this morning, and it just I, I jotted it down. James one twenty two says, "Do not merely listen to the word, mm-hmm. and so deceives yourselves." 
do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like a man who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But the man who looks intently into the perfect law Mm -hmm. that gives liberty. Mm -hmm. Now, people hear the word perfect, the phrase perfect law, and they're like, I don't want anything anything to do with the law. Mm -hmm. That's legalistic. No, this is talking about God's word that gives freedom. But the man who looks intently into the perfect Mm -hmm. law that gives freedom and continues to do this, not forgetting what he has heard, but doing it, this is the beautiful thing. The Bible says he will be blessed in what he does. That's so beautiful. Think about this. Right. So this is the journey I've been on, simply to get into God's mm-hmm. Word on a deeper level and get God's Word into me that it becomes a part of the fabric of who I am. Mm-hmm. And then in the situations that get tough, in those mm-hmm. board meetings, mm-hmm. in those in those moments of interaction with people that really, you know, yes. you love them, but you don't really like them. Mm-hmm. And God brings that scripture up on the screen of your life that says, you know, be nice. Yeah, be, be kind, kind tender-hearted, forgiving. Tender-hearted, forgiving. Yes. Do we choose in that moment, in that moment, because we know we have immersed ourselves in God's word, do we choose to obey it or do we choose to not obey it? And we know what that there's a completely different result depending right. on the, op- the, the option yeah. that we choose. It's, it's life-changing, Mark. Yes. I think of what Paul said in Romans, and be transformed mm. And that's ongoing process yes. by the renewing mm-hmm. of your mind. Mm. And I think we as Christians just need to take a step back and realize, number one, transformation is a lifelong process. Oh, yes, yes. Secondly, that transformation will not happen without proper spiritual information. Yes. We have to know. You said, but if the, if the Scripture, if you don't know the Scripture, how can the Holy Spirit bring it to your mind if you don't know it? Exactly. So we have to have the right... We have to have the right information. We have to have the prescription for us. And then, of course, and we have that area of volition and will. We have to make the choice. Am I going to do what I want to do? Or am I going to do what God wants me to do and what His Word says in that moment? Yes. And... And I don't. I think some people think that somehow we spiritually we get into this autopilot. You know, if you really get saved and surrender your life to God, you're just going to get on the rails and it's kind of like at the airport, just step on the escalator and it'll just take you where you need to go. The truth of the matter is, this Christian life is a journey, yes. and it's a day by day walk. Yes. And 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 I love your prescription analogy, Kim, because I think how. It, we all would say for the man or the woman that has an issue and they get the prescription and they just take it home and set it in the window seal and never take it, we'd say, pardon my language, you're an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, you're, yeah. You, what yes, are you doing? Yes. There is the answer. Are you going to take the medicine? Are you going to use it or not? Yeah, absolutely. And this is makes me leads me to this thought of, is this why we have such incredible amounts of depression in professing Christians. Now, listen, I know Christians get depressed. I've been there, okay? So I understand this. We have these treasures in earthen vessels. Mm-hmm. I understand chemical imbalances. Some people have that. Right. I get, and, and that's, I thank God for doctors that can help us with these things. Mm-hmm. That's not what I'm talking about. But is this, could this be a reason why 50% of Christian marriages end in divorce? Mm-hmm. Because because we're not following the prescriptions in God's Word. Could it be? Mm -hmm. I don't know. But it makes me certainly wonder because uh, when we begin to, you know, we got to drag our feelings along sometimes. I've often said feelings are kind of like, 
spoiled children, the more you coddle them, the more they will control you. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we have to kind of just drag our feelings along and obey God's word, whether we feel like it or not. That's true. And we know that's. But um, you made a comment about you know we get saved and we just think that this is we get on the you know the um, what do you call that the escalator, the escalator yeah. and we think it's just going to happen for yeah. us. And it made me think of Second Peter where you know it said um, to add to your faith. Yes. Yes. Okay, so we we can't mm-hmm. we can't add faith to any. I mean, we can't we can't we can't save ourselves. Correct. So we're saved through faith. That's mm-hmm. the bottom line. It's not works. And you preached just recently on Sunday about this, which was so phenomenal. But but he said, add to your faith goodness. Yes. And you look up, you know, and I, I'm a, I'm a person that loves to look up the definition. Mm-hmm. Goodness is the quality of being morally good or virtuous morally excellent. And then he said, add to goodness, knowledge. Mm -hmm. That's facts, information, Mm -hmm. skills. Mm -hmm. But we have to add to our faith. In other words, we have to obey God's word. It's not going to do it for us. Mm -hmm. That's right. You see what I'm saying? That's right. God's not not going to do for us what we have to do ourselves. He's not going to do for us what we can do for ourselves. And I think it's in the moment of the will when we choose to obey his word. Um, I love what Chip Ingram said. Um, He said, the truth is that a mind flourishing with the deep truths of God is a powerful tool in, in God's hand. Mm-hmm. Conversely, it's simply not possible to have a mind filled with flawed, pessimistic, cynical thinking and live an influential life for the kingdom of God. Kim, I want you to read that again. That's powerful. Would you read that one more time? He said, The truth is that a mind flourishing with the deep truths of God is a powerful tool in his hand. Conversely, it simply is not possible to have a mind filled with flawed, pessimistic, cynical thinking and live an influential life for the kingdom of God. Wow. Kim, that's powerful. And what you've shared with us today is, is so and I, so wonderful. And, and I'm hoping and praying that, myself included, that all of us will listen and have ears to hear. Yes, may it be so for uh, all of us. Because it, it's, it's not enough to be born of the Spirit. We've got to learn to walk in the Spirit. Yes. Because it's only in walking in the Spirit that we're not going to fulfill the lusts of the flesh. Yes, yes. The desires of the flesh are strong. But the only way you can keep from doing that is to walk in the Spirit. And how can you walk in the Spirit? If you don't know the book that the Holy Spirit inspired. Absolutely. I mean, you want to know what the will of God is, well, he put it in a book. Exactly. He inspired it to writers to write it down as they were moved on by the Spirit of God. And so if we're going to walk in the Spirit, yes. we've got to obey the Word of God, which was inspired yes. by the Spirit of God. So true. So, so true. Well, Kim, any final word before we wrap this up today? Well, you know what? One more scripture comes to my mind. John 14 says, Whoever has my commands and obeys them, he is the one who loves me. He who loves me and obeys me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love him, and I will show myself to him. Amen. And uh, God begins to work in our lives yes. when we begin to obey Him. We fall under the blessing and favor mm-hmm. of the Lord when we begin to walk in obedience to His Word. Amen. And on that note, we're going to end today's podcast. But before we go, just mention your book again, His Gift, My Story, Kim Collingsworth. And this was written by Tim and Becky Keep. Beautiful hardback book, beautiful dust jacket, some beautiful family pictures inside. So again... Tell everybody where to go and get the copy of this book. Yeah. You can go to thecollingsworthfamily.com and you will find it there. 
All right. Kim, thanks so much. Thank you, Mark. Thank you for having me. It's a joy. Uh, You know, we go way back. Yes. (laughs) And so it's just always, always a joy. See, I didn't even call you Kimbo on here. See, I just, I just called you Kim. See, I didn't go anywhere with that. I knew something felt a little off. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, friends, thank you for listening to Hope Along the Journey podcast today. I want to remind you that Jesus Christ is truly the hope of the world. If you will look to him, then you will find there's hope along the journey. God bless you. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you liked what you heard and would like to know more, follow us on Facebook at Hope Along the Journey or send us an email at hopealongthejourney at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you join us again for more hope along the journey.